perfect song uh, to play to introduce our friend Charlie Rounds, who we've had on many times before. He's a, he's a leader in the community. He's an advocate for rights of everyone. Charlie, hello. Hi, Charlie. Hey, hello. Thank you, too. Oh, gosh. Last time we talked to you, we were talking to you after you were coming back from the south of France for the COVID. Yes. Exactly, and boy, have things changed since then. Yes, they, they have. That used to be. We easy. didn't think it could get worse, yeah. and things have have gotten. Uh, and it did. It's gotten worse, Charlie. Well, but We're again, I want to thank you both for your strong leadership, and and I I got to get this in is media can change hearts and minds, and you two are doing it, and I don't want you to ever to lose sight of that. How much you're doing right now and you're doing the right thing so i appreciate it oh, oh thanks charlie, charlie. You're always our you are always our good cheerleader and yeah but it's the truth <laughs> you know we hear it from a lot of people so thank you yeah so charlie i mean as somebody who i mean i think of you know you're a long time you know lbgtq advocate and i was thinking about you know the stonewall riots were about police brutality Right. We kind of forget that. No, and they absolutely were. And, of course, it's 51 years, years ago. ago. Uh, and I think what else is important uh, is to realize that most of those people in the riots were people of color. Yes. So they were, you know, people of color in and LGBT mm-hmm. and and the most marginalized. And they had had enough. Mm-hmm. And they stood up and they fought back. 51 years ago, R.T. Ryback, who was mayor of Minneapolis and now head of the Minneapolis Foundation, I don't know if you've seen that article, but he wrote as a police reporter what he saw the two most egregious things of the Minneapolis Police Department was violence against African Americans and LGBT and how much it has changed. Now, he was talking 40 years ago, okay. 30 years ago, and how things have improved for us as LGBT and not for, for the, the African-American you, community. Yes. I know. Yep. It, it is. It does just feel. That's just wrong. Yeah, it, it is just. Un, it is unbelievable. What do you what do you see? I mean, because you've been. You know, frontline. You're yep. you. You've been such an advocate, and you've put yourself into hard positions of fighting for change. What do you see that you know we can do as individuals? Yep. How can we make a difference? Do you think? Well, it's an exceptional question, and I I think I just got to throw something in here okay. quickly. I mean, when President Obama started my brother's keeper, Mark and I went to the St. Paul Public Schools and said, what do you need help with with young African-American men? Mm -hmm. We didn't stand on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And we found this group that was working with the toughest cases of young African-American boys in St. Paul Public Schools who were having the toughest time at school. And And I think it's important, no matter what anybody does, is that they find the people that are of the community you want to help, that they are the front face of that work, but to ask them, how can I help, Mm -hmm. which is a question you just asked. But I'm afraid that we're in a time where we think government can do everything it can't. Right. Um, When I see people yelling at Governor Waltz, and I'm talking about 
liberal Democrat progressives Mm -hmm. or that Keith Ellison's not acting fast enough or Jacob Fry did this wrong. People, (laughs) what have you done? (laughs) And so I think the question that, Laura, you just asked is, what have you done? You've got to get out there, people. Mm -hmm. Call the Minneapolis public schools tomorrow and say, do you need volunteers? Do you need mentors? How how can I help in the in the public school system? The second thing is minority owned businesses. Find out who they are. Who were the businesses destroyed on East Lake Street? There's a East Lake Street coalition. We yeah. have to get those businesses back. You guys, people need to, a place to shop. They need a place to get their hair cut. And those are minority owned businesses. And then go and frequent them. Find out how you can help. Those are things. But I you know I think the other thing that might sound crazy is. How many of us really know a Minneapolis police officer? Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you two do or in mm-hmm. St. Paul, but how do we start reaching out to actual police officers to say, okay, folks, what's the deal? What's going on? Can we help you? Um, it, is that there's got to be some way that we, each and every one of us, in putting Black Lives Matter or these, hey, white folks, you and your privilege on Facebook, that does not create change. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Right. Yeah, it really, it really doesn't. It's, I know like uh, we did uh, the fundraising for art buddies last year for a project mm-hmm. down in dirty. And that was, you know, art mentors working with, you know, kids in the, the poorest of schools, right. the most yep. at risk yep. children. And just like, even that, you know, hour a week that people were spending with those kids made, you know, could make a, all the difference in the world. Right. It, we forget. It, we forget it, that. It can make all that. My parents, 31 years ago, volunteered for an organization called the Cookie Cart. And there's one in North Minneapolis mm-hmm. and there's one in St. Paul. It's an exceptional organization. They work with young kids in both cities to give them real life job skills. But you know what? My parents went up to North Minneapolis, where I will tell you, 31 years ago, they were the only white people, but they went mm-hmm. and they were present and they were visible. And that starts to break down the badly made barriers that exist in our Twin Cities mm-hmm. is racial barriers and are not going to be changed until we step up as individuals. Were you surprised or at, at the fact that they announced the Human Rights Commission that they're going to investigate and look back over the last 10, 10 years, years of um, what's been going on in the Minneapolis Police Department, that that no. happened quickly? No. Or it hasn't happened before? Well, again, if we look back, I think CNN has done a study of the choke done by the Minneapolis Police Department since 2012, the numbers are stunning how often this has happened. The Minneapolis Police Department is an entity to itself, and there's got to be change. And you guys, if we don't get it this time, it's never going to happen. The second thing, let's look at the police department. I thought, and I think this is so relevant for you two, not one woman of those four officers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I've decided women women just need to rule the world right now. Just let us have all the top jobs in government. We would be so much better off. But, Julia, look at what you just said. The best countries in the world right now in COVID-19. I saw that, yeah. Are led by women. run by women. Gosh. And all I could think of, if that had been... 
two men and two women police officers. That would have never happened. I don't think it would have, Julia. I agree with you 100%. No matter if someone was a rookie or not, yeah. I, I, I think we're just different. I, Thank I goodness. Think you are. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but how, how do we get more women police officers? I think absolutely oh. has to happen. How do we help police officers within the Minneapolis Police Department? How do we get them to step up and say they stand for change? You know what? We can't just, as a gay man, where every week there's a disaster that happens in the world and we get blamed for it, mm-hmm. right? Like the earthquake and it's because they had gay marriage and this. I don't think we can categorically demonize the officers, each and every officer of the Minneapolis Police Department. Oh, 100%. You can't. But, Julia, people do. Mm -hmm. Okay, but that's wrong. But it's, and again, I'm sorry to the liberal, progressive community that if it were done by conservatives, generalizing, we'd all be up, up in arms, but we do it ourselves. There are good apples in that police department right now, we got to support them and we got to figure out how to support them. And that's, it's individuals, you guys, it's this reliance that we think government can change and cure everything. It can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do know the one thing that I think at least would, I don't know how it happens, how the legal action on it happens, but Graham versus uh, Connor, which was the United States Supreme court, uh, ruling where it, that kind of opened up how much force that police mm. officers can use as individuals. That yep. needs to be repealed. I mean, there are those things, and I trust that maybe like the ACLU or, you know, p- other people that, you know, have law degrees are, are working are on, trying to figure at- on that. But that was something that was decided uh, back in 1989 that still stands. Sure, but. Lori, I'm so glad you brought up the ACLU, because the ACLU of Minnesota. One of the other number one things is we have to decriminalize marijuana. Oh, mm-hmm. please, that yes. is black people in Hennepin and Ramsey County, right? Mm-hmm. The two most progressive, liberal probably counties in the state are seven times more likely, seven to be arrested on possession charges. It is the number one entry point that the police use to arrest black people. And we have got to get that changed. We have got to get it decriminalized because it's just wrong. But the other thing I think, Lori, you you know, you brought up laws that we can't gloss over is Mm -hmm. COVID-19. The mortality Mm -hmm. rates of African-Americans is 2.4 times higher than whites. Mm -hmm. And that's a disparity in the health with what people have for coverage. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's all of these issues. It's, you know, this murder that we saw, you guys, that we've seen how many times before our eyes. Yeah. If we just let this moment pass, but we've got to stand up as individuals. You as media people, how can you and as media people use your role, which, again, you two have been so brilliant. And I can never say enough for you two, because you didn't need to do this, but you did it, is how does the media, how do individuals, but the other thing is it's the business community, you guys. Mm-hmm. And then athletes. What if the NBA and ML, Major League Baseball and NFL said, sorry, we don't feel our African-American players are safe in your cities anymore. You guys, we're not 
the Twins don't get to play, the Vikings don't get to play, and the Wolves, no more games in Minneapolis because our players aren't safe. Who could disagree with that? Right. Oh, Charlie. Oh, my gosh. We love you. We just get encouragement from you. That's the level of influence as sport, as as business people. Mm -hmm. What if Target went to Minneapolis and said, we can't recruit young black MBAs anymore? We need this talent, and they won't come here anymore. We're going to lose. We're going to have to move to Atlanta or Chicago, where there's a safer for African Americans. There's a role for the business community not to send out these solidarity in emails, but to sit down with the city of Minneapolis and say, our employees are no longer safe. Yeah. Right. You've got two years to get your act clean up, or we're, we're out of here. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I... But, Right? Do you well, think, uh, do, you no, think been, do you see that happening? I think if employees listening to your show right now, if you work for a Minnesota Fortune 1000, mm-hmm. and you know that we have the highest per capita number of Fortune 500 companies in the United States, in Minnesota, per capita, is if our Fortune 500 companies stood up and said, you guys, here's the economic pain. We're not going to rebuild this, or we're not going to do this office here if our employees, all of our employees, aren't safe. That's the type of real action we need. Yeah. All right, Charlie, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for giving us ideas and and giving us some hope and just your good, wise words. All right. Thank you both again. Thank you so much for your leadership. All right. Thank you. We love you. Oh, my gosh. I know it. You want him on your team always. Always. He's so lovely. Always. You feel right. like we do, we've done something. I mean, wow. Listen, when we come back, we are going to get to some random thoughts with Joya.